At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good morning. Hope you're having a good weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. There's Wes Reynolds hanging out in the VSIN studios there at the South Point. We are going to effort for Aaron Ladd, who is a sports anchor there in Kansas City. We'll talk about the expectations. If you think about the Chiefs, Wes, it's been a hell of a run mm-hmm. for seven straight seasons. Now, let's just take a look at the last three. Won the Super Bowl in 19, lost the Super Bowl in 20, lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game to the Bengals last year. They're sitting on the board at 10 and a half as far as the season win total. And they're your fourth betting favorite in the market over at DraftKings. So the Bills, who went hard yesterday in week two of the preseason, as Sean McDermott continues his streak of 10 straight wins in the preseason. But the Bills are sitting on the board as your favorite to win the championship at six to one. The Hoist the Lombardi, the Bucks are your second betting favorite at seven and a half to one. Green Bay Packers, nine to one. And the Chiefs sitting there at 10 to one. Like I said, sustained excellence with a league that essentially 50% turnover from year to year in the postseason as far as the representation of teams. Seven years of excellence for the Chiefs. This has been a hell of a run. Yeah, it certainly has been. And it almost seems like the Chiefs aren't really getting the buzz, really, if you look at the NFC West. Everybody else is getting talked about. Obviously, we think that the Raiders offensively are going to be very good with McDaniels and company. And now Devontae Adams reuniting with his Fresno State Bulldog, Derek Carr. So they're going to be good offensively. Defensively, still some issues maybe to work out there for the silver and black. But Russell Wilson now in Denver, the Chargers, who are the team, I'm very, very high on in terms of what they've added defensively. Justin Herbert, by the way, finally gets to work with the same offensive coordinator and head coach two years in a row for the first time since he was a senior in high school. So you got to think, man, this guy's putting up these numbers, always having to switch offenses and philosophies every single year. So expectations, at least from my standpoint, are high from the Chargers. And then there's the good old-fashioned Kansas City Chiefs, you know, (laughs) just kind of rolling along, doing what they do. And I look at the win total, you're like 10 and a half. They won 12 games last year. They should easily go over that. However, if you look at the schedule, I think I, I th- I'll use uh, Warren Sharp here. I believe he has Kansas City, the toughest schedule out of all 32 teams in the National Football League. And look, uh, I know Arizona's had some drama in the offseason, but that's a tough opener to go on the road. And then you get the Chargers, and then you go to the Colts, and then you go to the Buccaneers, and then you have the Raiders, and then you have the Bills, that rematch of that divisional playoff game in week six. And then you go to the 49ers before you get the bye week. You've got a lot of really tough games. I think the first team that they will get to that you say, 
maybe there's like no chance for them to make the playoffs would be week 10 against Jacksonville. So you right. don't have a lot of cream puffs on this schedule, but uh, Kansas city, look, uh, we'll see if they can just kind of plug and play guys. I think because you lose Tyree kill, you add Valdez Scantling in the receiving core. You also add Juju Smith Schuster. So, you know, is it going to be the system or is the personnel going to take a real drop off? And I think that that's going to be the key for Kansas city. So it's not that I'm low on this team. I'm just respecting the fact that they've got a murder schedule, especially in the early part of the season. Yeah. The strength of the schedule is brutal. You laid it out perfectly. Juju Smith Schuster. I don't know if he's wide receiver one for me, Wes Reynolds. Then you go Valdez Scantling, same thing. Miko Hardman. You've got the security blanket in Travis Kelsey. But I just think it, it's it's almost, you know, Michael Lombardi is constantly talking about the impact Tyreek Hill has on a game plan defensively. That's a big miss. I mean, even if you think back to the 13 seconds last postseason, what he did mm-hmm. over those final couple of minutes with Tyreek Hill, he's just a game changer. Yeah, no question about it. So, uh, you know, we'll see if they can use uh, another receiver in the running game. Maybe we see McCole Hardman get used more in that Tyreek Hill role. We know Kansas City likes to do that. So, uh, you know, They've looked, I think, fairly solid in the preseason. They got that 24-14 win yesterday over the Commanders. Okay, let's steal a couple of minutes with sports anchor there in Kansas City, Aaron Ladd, who joins us now on the Lombardi line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good morning, Aaron. First off, and then secondly, we talked about this, you know, almost, what, seven years of sustained excellence for the Chiefs. Won a Super Bowl 19, lost one in 20, conference championship last year, lost to Cincinnati. What are the expectations in Kansas City amongst the fan base right now? Hey, first and foremost, appreciate you all having me on. Yeah, and the you. expectations under, under Patrick Mahomes are simple. The floor has been the AFC championship game, which is kind of crazy to say as the starter in Kansas city, a bad taste in everybody's mouth with how it ended last year. The second half of the AFC title game, Patrick Mahomes called his worst half of professional football. And he's right. He comes back and says he's been working on his feet and working on his balance and trying to stay on program and stay on schedule. And truly, I believe head coach, quarterback, GM Mahomes, Reed and Veach, this might be their toughest test yet as a trio with so many new faces and the division around them getting better. It's going to be interesting to see this year. Aaron, uh, just kind of looking what you've seen so far. Look, when Patrick Mahomes and the ones have come in uh, that first drive in the preseason, they've scored both times. So it looks like even though the offense has some questions and some replacements, that they're still going to be very high level. Uh, looking on the defensive side, what's what's kind of the thing that stood out to you the most? Because they've had to replace a lot of personnel on that side. And, and look, a lot of these rookies, including Karloftis, these guys are going to have to contribute right away. Yeah, he stole the name right out of my mouth. This is a a defense that struggled to rush the passer last year, 28th or 29th, however you want to slice it. They didn't get home enough last year, and a lot of the big money guys like Frank Clark were were hearing some of the noise headed into the offseason. Used first-round pick on George Karloftis, which to me said, hey, we're invested in this. We got to get better at this, And, and through two games, he's got two sacks. Extremely impressed by the motor that he's shown. You bring in Carlos Dunlap as well. Danny Shelton, the late shot, a late signing. So you can tell that they're trying to work on that pass rush. That's something that you feel like on the defense that Kansas City still has room to improve on. And then some young linebackers that are going to have to step in. It's going to be it's going to be a time for Nick Bolton and Willie Gay to try and make that next step. And we'll see if they can do it in an 18 game schedule. But defense certainly under the microscope, especially when you look at that first games for first eight games for Kansas City. Aaron, we were talking before you came on about the wide receivers, Sands, Tyreek Hill. Nobody's closer to the team than you. You cover this team. Give me the dirt. What the hell happened with Tyreek in Kansas City? I don't know if there is any dirt. We're still talking about this headed into next season. Of course we are. But I think it was very simple. Tyreek Hill said very politely to the Kansas City Chiefs organization, I would like to be the highest paid player in the National Football League by position. Kansas City said, we love you, Tyreek. We appreciate all the good work that you've done for us here in the kingdom, but (laughs) respectfully, you can do that somewhere else. And they find him a good landing spot. You know, if there was bad blood, we know it was down to to the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. If there's bad blood, you're shipping them off to the Jets right away and saying, have fun up there with with Zach Wilson. I think, you know, this was just a situation in which uh, the Chiefs weren't going to pay top of market value. And Orlando Brown is kind of going through that same thing with his contract negotiation headed into this year. Uh, and, and that little holdout and, and what that was, it, it seems like the Chiefs are just trying to uh, maximize their window under Mahomes, if you will. And, and Tyreek Hill being traded was just part of that. 
Aaron, of the three new receivers that are now in that you've seen in camp and limited game action, of course, Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and also the second-round pick, Sky Moore. Who have you seen that's like, okay, they're ready to step in right away and there's not going to be a drop-off amongst those guys? Uh, definitely Juju, but it, it stinks because we haven't really seen him much in the preseason. I feel like in training camp, he's been the guy that's clicked immediately with Patrick Mahomes, that short and intermediate rounds, uh, those short and intermediate intermediate range routes have really stood out to me. I feel like nine is going to be a big part of this offense. MVS gives you that downfield threat, that stretch the field threat. We know Kansas City struggled to break out of that too high safety look last year, especially. Uh, maybe MVS comes in and helps you do something there. And then the way that they're using Sky Moore, it almost reminds me of Debo Samuel in a way. He's, he's moving out of the backfield. He's taking these jet sweep motions, a lot of mesh, a lot of drag, a lot of stuff over the middle. Uh, uh, physically, if, if you want to look for somebody physically that's replacing the role of what Tyreek Hill did for Kansas City, uh, Sky Moore does that. I think it's so it, it's so interesting to see how they re rebuilt this offense as we enter the next phase, I guess, if you will say, uh, of the Patrick Mahomes era. Now it's on him, after what he said was the worst half of football in his career, to be more patient, to be more balanced, to trust those around him and, and try and get the job done uh, that way. It's funny, as we're talking about the Chiefs with Aaron Ladd here, I'm like, are they slept on? Are they being disrespected? You've got the Packers sitting on the board, 11 wins as far as the season win totals in the market, Aaron. You've got 11 and a half on the Bills, and you've got the Chiefs, who we went through their dominance over the past five, seven years. They're sitting on the board at 10 and a half as far as regular season wins. It's almost like they're being disrespected here. I wouldn't go that far. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but everybody else in the division got better, point blank. Uh, Kansas City reinvented themselves while you look at what Vegas added and you look at what uh, Denver brought in and, and Les Ride and Russell Wilson. And uh, the Chargers were right there last year. Had, had they not gone for a, a couple questionable fourth down calls, maybe we're looking at a little bit of a different division last year. Uh, I don't think being disrespected. Ten and a half is great. And, and we're talking about earlier the, the floor being the AFC title game. I don't think Kansas City Chiefs fans or, or the locker room is really listening to that. They know what they have to do to get uh, to get back to another Super Bowl. And this is a team that's looking to host a fifth straight AFC title game. I mean, it's, it's insane with this run that they're on right now. Aaron got about 60 seconds here. And look, Kansas City still by default the favorite in the AFC West and probably rightfully so. If you look at these other three teams who have all gotten better in that division, who do you think of those three is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC West? It's the Chargers. It's a team that I think probably was better at some point in the year last year, multiple points in the year last year. I've written this a couple of times, so I know I'm not breaking any hearts of Chiefs fans here in Kansas City, who hopefully are maybe listening elsewhere or maybe asleep at this point in time. But I think maybe <laughs> KC is a wild card team. I've written 11 and 6. Uh, a tough schedule. This is a team that's played the most football of any team over the last uh, few years since 2018. Uh, it catches up to you. Football is a brutal game, but 11 wins still hits the over. I know you guys are are, are betting guys there in Vegas. I'm giving out 11 and six, and, and hopefully y'all can eat well off that. Well, you do realize you're spoiled. You're a young man in the business. You're doing a great job there. Sports reporter in Kansas City, Arrowhead Pride, writing for them as well. You're spoiled, Aaron, and continue and have a good time with it. It's Aaron Ladd Zero on Twitter. Give him a follow. Enjoy the season. We'll talk to you during it, okay? Hey, barbecue with y'all out here in KC next. Thank you, thank you. Yes, we're the, coming the, in the for food, some games uh, very soon, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, Aaron's young man. He's up-and-comer. He's spoiled, man. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, just so you know. By the way, just as breaking news, we're going to head out to Seattle. Who's going to be the starter week one under center? We're going to find out next here at Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game betting, get the boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring your state-issued ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi Line. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a great Sunday. Now, I put our next guest in a bit of a pickle because I said I promise we're going to find out. You can't make a bet on the Seattle Seahawks unless you know who's going to be the starter under center, Wes Reynolds. Is it going to be Geno Smith? Is it going to be your boy, Drew Locke? Michael Sean Dugar has the answer. He covers the Seahawks for the athletic. There's no pressure here, Michael Sean, but we need to know who's going to be the starter week one for the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, when you said uh, our next guest has the answer, I was like, wait a minute, we need to do a a pre-show meeting to confirm that I have that answer. I'm not really sure I I have it. Um, I have a theory, uh, which I can share. Let's hear it. I believe uh, Geno Smith will will, will be the guy. I've kind of felt that all all year. I think that just, well, all offseason, I should say, just because he has familiarity with the offense. Um, He has familiarity with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Will Disley, you know, some of the offensive linemen, Shane Waldron. Um, I think that that stuff really matters in what was going to be a close quarterback battle, one that Geno has ultimately led uh, the entire time, even after uh, Drew Locke, you know, started to get some reps uh, with the ones, um, started to get some reps, uh, started to look a little better in the mock game. See, I think Geno, even though like a lot of people in Seattle want uh, to see Drew because he has potential. Um, and he, him being younger, stronger arm, maybe even a better athlete. Gino just has a better command of what Pete Carroll wants right now. Michael, Sean, uh, obviously we are trying to see who is going to be the starting quarterback, but whoever is going to be the starting quarterback, they've got two rookie tackles that both come from air raid offenses. Charles Cross at Mississippi State, Abraham Lucas under Washington State. Uh, what have you seen in terms of not only the two preseason games, but at a camp, Grade the offensive line for us in Seattle. First off, I'm going to selfishly shout out Abe Lucas's alma mater, Washington State, because that's mine as well. That's um, what's so, up. Uh, big fan of the the air raid there. Won a lot of games with Mike Leach um, in a system that did not run the ball uh, at all. And he carried that system to Mississippi State where they didn't run it either. I think Charles Cross probably had like 30 run blocking snaps you know, in his final year at Mississippi State and similar with Abe, you know, Washington State. So I've been watching them in camp and most uh, importantly in the preseason game to see if they can run block. You know, it's really important. You know, everybody in the building in Seattle will tell you, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. Shoot, the running backs coach is passing out hats inside the locker room that say run the damn ball. 
Um, so for Charles and Abe, that's step one. Can you run the can you run block effectively? Um, Charles has been excellent. Um, and you look at the tape of the first preseason game against the Steelers. Abe Lucas is excellent, too. And then Abe had some really good blocks in week two uh, as well against the Bears, just putting guys on their backs consistently. It's actually been really impressive how those guys have picked up on the technique uh, and just look like the really good athletes that they are doing something that they weren't really asked to do at all uh, in college. And in pass protection, Charles has looked like a stud, man. You know, one, one thing I've liked to do when I watch rookies or just basically camp in general is I ignore how long guys have been in the league. I just write things down by their numbers. Like, how does 67 look? How does 14 whatever, right? And so at the end of my notes, I'm always thinking, wow, this 67 dude might have been in the league for a while. Um, and it turns out Charles Cross is, is just a rookie. So I think both of them will look good in pass protection. Both of them will look like really good run blockers. Charles had five penalties, uh, four of them pre-snap against the Bears. So, I mean, he is a rookie after all. Uh, but when he's not being flagged pre-snap, you know, Charles can, he, he can really pass protect. Michael, Sean, let's talk big picture. Let's talk expectations. Seven and 10 last year, the win total set at five and a half. You know, it's almost like the joke is the quarterbacks, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, not, not Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Like, oh, people are considering this team as a team that's rebuilding and waiting till next year. Is that the vibe you get covering the Seahawks? I mean, that's a low total sitting at five and a half. No, not at all, man. Ain't no, players don't think about the next draft pick because they have to ram their heads into another guy's head for 17 weeks. So not really thinking about some kid who's at Ohio state right now, right? They can't, and that's just not how they're wired. And that's not really how Pete Carroll is wired either. You know, there've been right. people in Seattle who have wanted to make comparisons to the 2022 Seahawks to the 2011 Seahawks because the 2011 Seahawks kind of weren't very good, but they, they had some good pieces. They had some really promising rookies like Richard Sherman, KJ Wright, an undrafted guy and Doug Baldwin at the time. They already had Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and had already traded for Marshawn Lynch. So the foundation was kind of there and then they made the big jump in 2012 uh, and got Russell and Bobby and then, you know, became like a juggernaut. The problem with that comparison and why someone like Pete Carroll won't make it is in that season, they didn't make the playoffs and they went seven and nine and it was very, everyone was unhappy afterwards. You know why? Because they didn't win the championship. And that's what Pete Carroll wants to do every year. He didn't enter that year thinking, oh, we're just going to lay the groundwork, suck, draft a quarterback next year or right. pay Matt Flynn and then take off. No, he entered that 2011 season fresh off of making the divisional round of the playoffs against the Bears and losing and being really upset that they lost in round two. So he wanted to make it further in his next season. So I think that this is that's that's what Pete Carroll is approaching it. And he's got the coaching staff believing that as well. We're going into 2022 looking to win a championship. How realistic is that? Probably super far fetched. I think the odds of them winning are probably probably got some of the worst odds of winning the Super Bowl in the NFL, maybe them and the Jets in Houston or something. Uh, so I don't think that's going to happen. But in the building, no one is thinking about what the 2023 draft class can do to help this team. They're thinking about what the guys right now can do to help the 2022 Seahawks. Michael Sean, new defensive coordinator there in Seattle. Ken Norton Jr. out. Clint Hurt is now in. And also Bobby Wagner now in Los Angeles and no longer in Seattle. So talk about the defense a little bit. What do you, do you see in terms of the differences from the scheme from uh, Clint Hurt to Ken Norton Jr.? And also, who is going to be the leader on this defense now with Bobby Wagner gone? Uh, for the leadership, I think it's going to be by position group, um, at least initially. And that's usually how a lot of teams are constructed because guys in their position groups spend so much time with each other. They they go to dinner together. They travel together. They stay together on the road. They go to their kids' birthday parties. So, like, position group leadership starts there. So you got Al Woods up front in the defensive line room, defensive tackle Al Woods, like in his 18th million season. Uh, it feels like Jordan Brooks, third-year linebacker, who was a first-round pick, he will probably lead the linebacker room. Um, and then in the back end, in the secondary, that's just going to be Quandre Diggs. You know, Quandre's, uh, I think, 29, turns 30 after this season, two-time Pro Bowler, um, really respected players. So I think that's how the leadership uh, will go. In terms of the defense, the early change, I think, um, at least what they're telling me and kind of what I can see, even though the defensive scheme is vanilla in the preseason, it's just a mindset change. You know, they had like a spot and drop uh, defense the last few years, which means that like guys play a lot of zone and they drop to a spot, right? And then when they see the ball, they run to it, right? It's kind of like vision and drop. Um, now it's kind of more like they're bringing the fight to the offense. You see linebackers coming forward a lot more. They're not dropping as many defensive tackles into coverage, like they did last year, you know, their safety starting a too high look. 
and then come down to the ball. So you just it's almost like a physics thing. Now they're coming forward and being more aggressive as opposed to let in the past years they've dropped and then been a little passive in that way. So it seems like a nerdy small change, but that's huge, right? Because defensive tackles hate dropping in the coverage. You know, they want to go at people. Same thing as the defensive uh, edge rusher guys. So I think for now that has been the most significant change. It's almost just like a mindset. We're going to bring the fight to the offense instead of just dropping and waiting and then reacting to what the offense does to us. I'm just, I'm just trying to read the energy and the vibe. I got you on over five and a half wins for the Seahawks, right? Michael, Sean, this is, it feels like this is a six to seven win team. Is that where you're sitting? Yeah, we should have talked about that pre-production too, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I give me, give me the, give me the straight answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's tough because while I think, well, I think it's cool that they've gotten younger and they got a bunch of hungrier guys or whatever, man. They still, like we talked about, have two young tackles. They have uh, cornerbacks that haven't been proven uh, to be super talented for the uh, duration of multiple seasons. You know, Sidney Jones was good last year and Artie Burns finished strong last year in Chicago. Um, but, like, those are some really valuable positions before we even get to quarterback, right, where you usually would like to see consistency. You want consistent tackles, consistent corners, and consistent quarterback play. And without that, it's just hard to win games. In particular, it's hard to win close games. You know, Geno Smith is one of those guys who can keep you in it but doesn't really show that he can go win it uh, for you, which is what you saw last year when he was the starter. So I like the over-under at five and a half. I probably lean towards the, I lean towards the over, but like slightly, I'm talking six and 11. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. With, with a That's couple a slight goals lean. Maybe going their way, maybe some flags going their way in a couple late games, but it's going to be really, really tough, man. Just cause like I said, you need consistency at those core positions. And right now, at least talking in August, they don't have it. Mike Dugar on Twitter. The athletic covers the Seahawks. Give the podcast a shout. Cause we got a lot of Seahawks fans listening. Seahawks man-to-man podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on the athletic. Pretty much everywhere you get a podcast. Uh, my co-host Chris Kidd and I are available to you. Um, the, the new episodes of the podcast are always pinned to the top of my Twitter profile at Mike Dugar. So if you, you don't even got to search, just go to my Twitter and all the information is right there. And he answered the question, Geno Smith week one, we put you in the fire and you nailed it. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, Michael, Sean. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for having me. All right, Mike Dugar on Twitter. That was tremendous. We're coming back with Thomas Gable here on the Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, here are the top horse racing plays from express bet editor jeremy plonk he does a great job from woodbine he likes in race nine the three crystal cliffs at two to one race 10 at woodbine jeremy has the eight mora on top at five to two get ten dollars free when you sign up today at first bet vsin's preferred horse racing app use the code horse 200 for the ten dollars plus you're going to get a hundred percent match on the first deposit up to 200 bucks it's a great deal Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, it's all there. It's vcin.com slash horses. That's vcin.com slash horses. Okay, we got you back here. Here's what we're going to do. Wes Reynolds is in for Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a great Sunday. We're going to bring in our partner, Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. And when we do, Thomas, I got to have Wes tell you something. Okay, first off, good morning, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good. Now, listen to this. We're sweating a Malaysian golfer, and what happened, Wes? You got him at 70-1 to 1 in the tournament. Walk Thomas Gable through what happened. Uh, Three-shot lead going into this morning, by the way. It was shortened to 54 holes over there just outside of Prague for the Czech Masters. So, three-shot lead with 18 to play rather than 36 to play. You like your position a lot better, and he was leading until about the 15th hole. Double bogeyed, fell one behind, but stuck it in there on 18. This guy, Gavin Green, for birdie. Lips out for birdie on 18, so he falls one short. So uh, Gavin Green, 70 to one, will have to settle for runner-up this morning. So now we move on to Xander Schauffele for the BMW later this <laughs> afternoon. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, so many. Oh. I, I mean, listen, when you're betting golf outright, um, you know, it, but even matchups, like if you ever follow golf matchups, 
Uh, I mean, oh, it's tense. It's one of those sports that, like, it, it, things can change. You know, in a matter of a whole, it, it, you know, you're never really, really out of it. Well, here's why we know Wes is a pro, and he's a great colleague here at VSIN, but he's been betting his whole life, like myself. He he didn't. You haven't even adjusted your behavior. Like you didn't move. You just texted me. He lipped out. We it have was seventy to, know, to one. Sell it, even be... though the heart is breaking on the inside, Patrick. <laughs> yes, there was no emotion. <laughs> See a sweat, right? He did not emote at all, and that is a professional. TG, um, first off, how, how's it going? How's the handle been as far as the preseason? Uh, we talked about the unders biting back a little bit yesterday, five and three. Yeah, no, the the, the unders have been. Uh... Have, as you said, came back a little bit yesterday. We did lose a little bit on the day yesterday in preseason market. Uh, we had three games to go today. Of course, uh, the Eagles play early, uh, one o'clock local time here against the Browns, and that that number's moved um, away from the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, we actually opened up as three point favorites. That game's down to pick now, and. Uh, the the total has pretty much stayed right at the opener, thirty five and a half, and you're not going to see many starters uh, on the field today, uh, if at all. Um, after the uh, the joint practices this week, I think for the Eagles, you'll see some Carson Strong, the Nevada product, there on the field, and get a healthy dose of Reed Senate, and uh, you know either Josh Rosen or Joshua Dobbs. I think will probably be cut from the Browns, so expect those two to be playing like. You know, they're competing for a job, which they are. But uh, the Browns as a whole, I think they need to figure out their center position and their receiving core. You know, Anthony Schwartz in particular, he needs to look better than he did in that first game. He had the speed, but he needs to hang on to some passes. You know, locally here, the, the Eagles are uh, certainly leading in the uh, the ticket count and the, the handle that's come in on this game. Uh, but uh, they, obviously the, the movement there has been – towards the Browns in this particular game to lead off the day. TG, we've seen the unders kind of make at least a little bit of a comeback here for the second full week of preseason, especially in the night slate last night. Are betters betting the under? Or are you guys just kind of getting out ahead of it? Because we've seen all three games, the totals drop substantially because it looks like teams, or at least most teams in the league, are going to use week three as that dress rehearsal. Right. I, I think uh, it's been a pretty even mix. You know, we haven't really seen – uh, betters that are, are coming in and, and really hitting the unders, uh, at least not that we're, we're having liability on. So, um, you know, I've, we've done a decent job of, uh, of um, adjusting. Uh, you know, you've seen, you know, two, two games today here. The, uh, the Bengals and Giants game, we open at 40 and a half. That's down to 37 and a half. And the, the Ravens-Cardinals game, uh, which is the latest game on the board, we open at 42. That's moved down to 38 and a half in that one. And you know, again, I think with uh, the totals, um, at least in the preseason, you're seeing more respected money on on the totals um, than than anything else. But I, I think we've done a pretty decent job of adjusting uh, as money comes in on that. And then, uh, the, the, of course, the other story here, to, at least today's game, is the Ravens and, and their streak of 121 straight preseason games. And, you know, again, no starters will be playing here, so you have to kind of look down the quarterback depth chart. And the Ravens are six-point favorites right now in this game. And you look at who's going to be playing at the quarterback positions for these two teams. You have uh, Colt McCoy, who's the backup to Kyler Murray. He probably won't play either. So you have Trace McSorley and Jarrett... Quarantano, who will be battling it out for the number three spot there for, for the Cardinals. And McSorley, he looked okay last week, went 13 for 22 for 162 yards on a TD. He also ran for 43 yards. Baltimore is going to be going with Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown, at quarterback. Both of them took snaps last week for the Ravens. Uh, but the Ravens, they're weak at wide receivers. And so you've seen some movement on this line here. Opened the Ravens uh, seven-point favorites. Some shops opened them uh, much less, I think, like five-and-a-half in some places. Um, six, I think, where this game is currently at, still a pretty big number to cover. And honestly, I don't have McSorley and Huntley rated all that differently when it comes to the spread uh, at their position. So uh, six is still a pretty big number, but the Ravens uh, are getting bet here, at least in this game. 
I think for new betters, what Thomas, Thomas, you outlined this perfectly. I think it's important to understand what drives the preseason market and number. It's quarterbacks and competition, competition at particular positions and then quarterbacks. And if you have backups that are competing for that backup spot, that adds to the movement. Now, you mentioned the Giants, two and a half all the way up to five and a half. That has to do with, yeah. look, you're not going to see Burrow, obviously. It's going to be Brandon, An Brandon Allen, Jake Browning. And then with the Giants, the news that Daniel Jones is going to see more action than week one, that drives that number up to five and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the Giants are they're an interesting team because I think, you know, obviously locally here we always take Giants money in the future market, and they certainly do deserve to be the, the um, looked at as the um, – the last betting favorite for the NFC East this year. They're plus 750 to win the division, and, and uh, it's rightfully so. But uh, they have a new coaching staff. I think when you look at the – obviously, they also had a very good draft as well, not uh, not to minimize that. When you look at the skill positions, though, for the Giants, at least in terms of depth, I think they're really only second to the Eagles in terms of depth at the skill position in in the NFC East. Obviously, Daniel Jones, a lot hinges on him and how he's going to play, um, and he hasn't exactly evoked a lot of confidence for Giants fans. But uh, if he takes a step forward, the Giants, I think, are going to be pretty competitive here in the East, at least in terms of the games when they're playing those division games. I think they're going to be right in a lot of them. TG in Atlantic City, you're right there kind of at the crossroads of Philadelphia sports fans and betters and then New York sports fans and betters. And uh, not very good times here in the summer in New York City, especially on the diamond with that team from the American <laughs> League. That being the New York Yankees, mm. they are now 4-14 four and 14 in August, trying to avoid a sweep at the stadium against the Blue Jays. Have betters at the Borgata given up on the pinstripes yet? No, not yet. Not yet. And I think, uh, you know, I've said it a few times where you can kind of look at the box score the next day and know how our day went here at the book in terms of baseball. If the, the Phillies, Yankees, and Mets all win, more than likely we've lost for the, the previous day. But uh, uh, the Yankees on this streak certainly has helped us out um, because the betters have not abandoned them. Um, so we, we've actually been doing pretty well on, on this uh recent streak here from the Yankees and and listen um you know we have a lot of liability on them in the postseason in terms of the World Series and to win the uh win the American League so uh a uh, wounded Yankees team that goes limping into the playoffs I, I'm fine with that yeah but we can all agree that was a fake meltdown by Aaron Boone that was fake and that was purposeful <laughs> to get his team motivated when he slammed the table in the post-game presser TG that was so fake uh, well, yeah, uh, you could say that. You could say that. I mean, listen, they have uh, <laughs> nasty, nasty Nestor uh, going today for them against Manoa. So it'll be a good pitching matchup uh, today. We'll see if they can write the ship a little bit. TG, you're the best. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. He's our partner for years now on the Lombardi line. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, Wes Reynolds. The question, what is the most meaningless record in all of sports and sports history? The answer is coming up next right here on the Lombardi line. I'm guessing you know the answer already. And also, we'll do a wealth check on Wes Reynolds, who just lipped out and lost on a 70-1 to 1 bet in Malaysia. No, it was a Malaysian golfer. That's VEASAN. We're coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. It's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points so you can redeem them for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can get reward points and use them on dining, shows, hotel rooms. It's awesome. It's the best loyalty program in the game. I keep on getting perks and rewards from BetMGM. You can too. Just go to BetMGM.com, download the app, and get in on the rewards program. Got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. He's my buddy Wes Reynolds sitting in for Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Sunday. Those of you that do like soccer or football, we had a huge upset earlier today. I just want to mention this. Leeds United beat Chelsea today. And I bring that up, Wes, because Leeds United is managed by Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh is an American. That doesn't happen in England very much, so that's a big deal. And also, he's kind of viewed as a modern-day Ted Lasso. Quirky personality, fun personality, and getting a win over Chelsea today is huge for Marsh and Leeds United. Just an old ball coach over there in the Barclays Premier right. League is Jesse Marsh. And, and yeah, Leeds, a uh, big upset. I think it was 475 at BetMGM. Right. 3-0 over Chelsea. We were actually talking about that amongst us uh, before we came back on for the segment. Brighton and Leeds currently in the top four in the Barclays Premier League. So let's enjoy Brighton's the chaos good. while it's last. Brighton's legitimately good. And by the way, I had no clue you guys were talking about it because I've lost my ass in European soccer this morning. So I, I brought it up as a <laughs> as, as just a way to give a shout to Jesse Marsh. But no, that's huge as the English Premier League is underway. Wes Reynolds doing a good job keeping that smile on his face, losing out on that 70-1 to 1 bet. I for, Before we get to the most irrelevant record in sports history. I want to ask you, do you agree the Aaron Boone meltdown was purposeful and fake last night? Because his team is spiraling right now. That's that, that's that old get a technical early in the second half. And you know, your team is, <laughs> is on a bad run. That's the old pull a little trick here. Uh, Gene Katie used to do that all the time at Purdue, you know, get a yep. technical, get on the referees, you know, say, Hey, we're getting job, you know, call it both ways here. It's eight on five. And you know, to sometimes inspire your team. And I think, look, Aaron Boone, I guess desperate time call for desperate measures because look they still have a decent lead of course in the uh in the al east it's going to take a lot even though it is now down to seven as toronto has taken three already in this series going for the sweep at the stadium today but it's really the astros that have uh, pulled ahead uh three and a half games now for that number one seed in the american league i'm sure uh, you know both teams want to be at home for a potential alcs but that matchup all of a sudden patrick doesn't look as destined as it did like a few weeks ago, Aaron judge still doing what he does and still the runaway choice for AL MVP, but Yankees got some issues right now. They're trying to get a couple of these new starters, you know, 
off off the you know the beaten path here with Frankie Montas. He has struggled so far at the acquisition from the deadline from the Oakland A's, and then you just don't have a lot of guys hitting out outside of Aaron no. Judge. You've had injuries. You've had musical chairs really in that bullpen. Who's going to be the closer come playoff time? Is it going to be Chapman? Is it going to be? Uh, 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 Clay Holmes or who is it going to be and I know our buddy Will Hill is kind of brought up and we were kind of scoffing at him about the bullpen it's like dude you've won like you know 15 of the last 18 you guys are fine the Yankees are anything but fine right now four and 14 here in the month of August also it's pod to pod or station station to station if they're not hitting bombs they're not winning baseball games no and that's going to bite them in the that's going to bite them come postseason so uh, yeah, I got the, oh, woe is me text messages from Will Hill, and I kind of brushed them <laughs> off, and now I owe him an apology because, in fact, your pinstripes do stink, Will. Yeah, okay. stay, stay tuned for that New York City cast, by the way, to get uh, Will's <laughs> updated reaction on this meltdown here in August in the Bronx. Great plug. You can check out all the podcasts, including GM Shuffle, over at vcin.com slash podcast. Okay, so Stephen Bond, who is the producer of GM Shuffle, he's also a Bills fan. Uh, Sean McDermott is now 12-5 and five in the preseason. He's won 10 straight preseason games. That's pretty good. However, John Harbaugh has now won 21 straight preseason games. I said it's the most irrelevant record in sports history. It very much is. It doesn't matter. It's circumstantial. It's wild how he's done this. But you take a look at Baltimore and Arizona today. Baltimore open on the road two and a half. It's been bet up to six. Of course, you're not going to see Kyler, Wes. You're not going to see Lamar. So Tyler Huntley, who's a tremendous backup, and Anthony Brown. And then looks like Colt McCoy is also doubtful. So you'll see a, a big-time dose of Trace McSorley, who was a Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting how this record continues to kind of capture betters, but it's so irrelevant. 21 straight in the pre. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, 21 straight, but 18-2-1 against the number. You don't see a team lay six on the road in the preseason very often. And I think, look, there is, even though it's an irrelevant stat and it doesn't matter, there is something to, I think, the Ravens' success. And they're one of the teams that usually you like to bet in the preseason. Because when I look specifically at a team, because you got to keep in mind, third and fourth string guys are going to be deciding your bet, essentially, in the second half pretty much every time out. The Ravens always have quarterbacks that are very mobile and can run, and and that's not surprising considering the offense is tailored to Lamar Jackson, but you have Tyler Huntley, you have Brent Huntley, you have Anthony Brown, who ran a, ran a lot more of a spread offense there after he had transferred to Oregon. So you're looking for quarterbacks, I think, when in doubt, that can run in the second half, you know, when you've got these third and fourth teamers and they're running basic offense pretty much against basic vanilla defense. Then it's all about man on man. And you know, some guys are going to make mistakes. Guys on defense are going to get out of their gaps or they're going to miss an assignment or they're going to overrun a route. So you need guys when a play breaks down that are able to kind of run down the field and and have that vision to make big plays. I remember Troy Smith was the ultimate guy for the Ravens at doing this, a former Heisman Trophy winner at Ohio State. He was like the preseason demon, the preseason MVP, because he could always move the chains with the Ravens. But you did mention Trace McSorley, a former Raven. McSorley is a guy that ran the ball, uh, you know, kind of a uh, zone read type option when Joe Moorhead was the offensive coordinator there at Penn State, and he had relative success. Uh, Garantano, a little bit more of a passer, was at Tennessee and then tried to make it there at Washington State with that kind of run and shoot that Nick Rolovich was running in place of the air raid of Mike Leach. So he still has mobility. I mean, he's not the runner McSorley is, but you know, I, I hate to do it, and I'll probably end up staying out of it because it's like it's tough to go against a 21-0 streak and 18-2-1 and and against the spread. But this, to me, would be Arizona or, or nothing. I mean, this is six points on the road in a preseason game with the starters going for neither team. Yeah. What would this be in the regular season, Patrick, if everybody was at full strength? What would the Ravens be? Maybe two-and-a-half, two or two-and-a-half? Because if the Chiefs are yeah. three— at Arizona with everything, you know, equal strength and everybody relatively healthy for that opener, then you're probably going to power rate the Ravens a little bit lower than the Chiefs. So they would be like two and a half or something like that, I would think. So, yeah, I think six is a little generous. You know, it's funny. When you and I were coming up, we used to talk about the implied number for a home team in the NFL was three, mm-hmm. right? You give the t- home team three points. It's now closer. The mitigation of home field is legit. We've yeah, now had three straight years. It's now closer to one seven, one nine. 
Uh, Wes Reynolds, I'm taking a look. You got 10 of 16 dogs favored in week one. In particular, I'm looking at Baltimore. I keep bringing this game up because Baltimore is laying seven on the road at the Jets. And that number got painted after the Flacco news. Most likely it's not going to be Wilson. It's going to be Flacco. But here's one thing to look at. That's That's a big number on a lot of wood to lay on the road to open up the season, Wes. And they're going to want to run the football, that being the Ravens, because Bateman, Duvernay, Prochet. I mean, this is not a great wide receiver corp. But Dobbins is injured. Edwards is injured. Mike Davis is banged up. They're all iffy, the running backs, for mm-hmm. week one. I'm not laying seven on the road with the Ravens. I'm not laying seven on the road with uh, with anybody in week one. Yeah, I, and I think, look, if you look to a survivor, I think the Ravens probably going to be a very popular survivor pick. But sure. we know, Patrick, with 10 of 16 road favorites, some of these road favorites are going to go down. I've been hearing everybody saying, hey, Colts, you know, lock it up. Well, you said that two years ago when they went to play the Jaguars and they got beat there in week one. That was the only win the Jaguars had that season. So be very careful. Use your teasers a little bit more because you do have you know these these long leg teasers uh, like Buffalo Los Angeles has come to that territory the opener on Thursday night football uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas very much in that territory Green Bay Minnesota very much in that territory but yeah I'm not really want to lay a lot of road favorites in week one I'll probably have a couple more home dogs as a matter of fact maybe one of them will be your Detroit Lions Patrick you, uh, who got Thank whipped you. last year in this spot against Philadelphia it wasn't the opener but remember Remember, it was 44 to six. I guarantee you, Dan Campbell and company remember, and everybody's kind of high on Philadelphia in the market. I think that's a very dangerous home dog in week one. The Lions and Campbell love right now has just got me sitting back smiling. It yeah. is hilarious to watch the emotion from, you know, I just had somebody text me today. They're so amazing on hard knocks. I love your team. It's like, <laughs> dude, chill. They never make hey, you Wes. look bad in hard knocks, though. No, I mean, those guys no, at NFL Films know what they're doing and how to produce a broadcast. <laughs> Wes, who's coming up next on VSIN? It's going to be Femi and James. It is going to be uh, my friend Ben Wilson sitting to the left of me right now oh, off nice. camera and also Mr. James Salinas. Okay, great. Ben Wilson and James Salinas coming up next here on VSIN. It's great to work with you, buddy. It's nice to see you again. Good to see you, Patrick. Hope you're enjoying uh, the nice Southern California weather. I'm going to go jump in the ocean very much. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen Bond. Great job with the guests. Thank you, Kevin Trask. And again, thanks to Wes Reynolds for filling him for Michael Lombardi. Michael's back tomorrow right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have a great Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.